What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the all-new Disney Plus Informer Podcast, your source for all the latest news, rumors, reviews, and more about Disney Plus and beyond. This is episode 51. Recently, Michelle was able to sit down for an interview with uh, Jerry Fleming, who is the production designer for the new Hulu series Kindred. Uh, And this is uh, a series that is based off of the novel Kindred by Hugo Award winner Octavia E. Butler. Uh, Really, if you're not familiar with it, it's kind of a, a crazy concept. This woman's pulled back and forth through time. I'm about halfway through the series at this point, really enjoying it so far. Um, so please uh, in, enjoy this and you'll get to hear some of the uh, thoughts and processes and everything that went into uh, the production design for this new series. So we'll be back at you in a few minutes. So you are the production designer for FX's new series, Kindred, which is currently streaming on Hulu. Um I am a little bit behind. I've watched the first two episodes of the eight-episode series. I love it so far. But the show is based on Octavia E. Butler's sci-fi novel, which was first published in 1979. Can you first describe the series for us and tell us what it's about? Well, our showrunner, Brandon Jacobs Jenkins, he adapted Octavia Butler's novel into a series format. And in so doing, he made... A couple of changes, a few changes about the main characters in the novel that was written in 1977. The main character, it's the the husband and wife. And in our series, instead of being married, the love interest they've just met. So it kind of makes the challenge of them going back and forth in time, it's, it's a much more tenuous link of why he would go to such efforts to stay with her. And that's just an interesting dynamic that wasn't in the novel. But it really does pick up the spirit of the novel really well. And then can you also tell us a little bit about what your job entails as a production designer? As a production designer, I first met with Brandon, and I got the concept of what he wanted to do. And then my job was to take that concept and the script and put all of the sets and the locations into that story. And unlike a lot of projects, we'll start with the main, like in the the plantation, the main house, typically that would be found on location. But the idea from the beginning was we would build not just the set on stage, but also we would build the entire plantation um, on location. And that was outside of Atlanta, about 40 minutes southwest of Atlanta. And it's where a, a lot of films shoot there. But basically, we took raw land and the site that we chose was next to a, a lake. And for me, it was important that it be near water because in Maryland at that time, this is a tobacco plantation. Plantations, whenever possible, would be adjoining water because they needed that water source. Like Mount Vernon, George Washington's Mount Vernon was on the Potomac across from Maryland. And basically, I used a lot of those influences of the Georgian architecture of Maryland at that time in the early 1800s. And that was Mount Vernon and Monticello, uh, Thomas Jefferson's house. I used those. And there were several other mansions and estates, plantations that were historically preserved. So they were great references. And then for the land, I found some actual great diagrams of plantations and kind of adapted our site plan to what some of those site plans were from actual plantations. And the U-shaped drive where we put the house at the top of the U or the bottom of the U. 
uh, it sits between the drive and the lake. And then the the cookhouse is to the right towards the enslaved cabins, which are up the hill in a way. Typically, in a real location, they would be out of sight, out of mind from the, the main house, the big house. And um, but basically, for those, the outbuildings, the, the cabins, the cookhouse, the tobacco barn, I used a really great, refer, it's a reference book that I've used for years called Back of the Big House. And it has illustrations of all of those outbuildings. Oh, wow. So I know, as you said, you collaborated heavily with Brandon Jenkins. And I read that he went through like tons of Butler's scratch papers with ideas on them to really try to understand the story she was trying to tell. So what research did you do in advance to prepare for the project to create a historically authentic and accurate setting? Well, I was kind of thrown into it uh, at the very point where we were starting construction. I had just one week from getting the job and getting to Atlanta. And meanwhile, I was moving from Joshua Tree to North Carolina outside of Asheville. So I actually, when I drove across country, I listened to the audio book. And that was my first undertaking of the research of the book. And then I read it when I got, you know, to my location, to the office. And then we had extensive research from the production designer for the pilot, the first episode, Nora Mendez. They had a lot of research, and we based off that, and then we expanded and added. And we have over 6,000 images of references that we collected that our entire art department and, and costumes were, uh, Jacqueline, our costume supervisor, everyone had access to that research. And then Brandon in the writer's room, they also had research, and it was good to see what he had in his mind, research-wise. So very quickly, we only had three months to put it together, from the design to the construction of both the stage on set and the plantation on location. So it was just doing everything simultaneously. There was not a luxury of having time for research before design. I was doing both simultaneously. So you designed the interior and exterior of the plantation by hand, including building these cabins by scratch. How much detail did you go into to create these sets? Well, I have to think of small army because it wasn't just me. I started and I had a longtime uh, art director that I've worked with for years, Sebastian Schroeder, and then Liz Klukowski, I'd worked with her before, and Danny Stone. Also, Julian Scalia, he was there in Atlanta, and I worked with him before. And we have Christian Jenkins. So we were not only designing the plantation, the exterior, we were also designing the house, which was built on stage, the interior. So all of that was happening simultaneously. And Conrad, um, our construction coordinator, at one time had up to 200 uh, construction prop makers and painters. And the greens was a huge um, project because we had to take the landscape and essentially mold it. And then after all the construction, it had to be rebuilt. Wow. So as you said, you took inspirations from George Washington and Tom Jefferson's homes. What specific inspirations did you use for the project? Well, there was a house in Virginia, Montpellier. I, I used that one probably heavily the most. And there was a really great book that I found that I didn't have, and it's called The Uncommon Vernacular. 
And it was actually housing all from Jefferson County in Virginia. And it had detailed drawings of all of the elements. And Chad Fryer, our first at least scenic, he and I went through those books and several others. And we looked at all the details of the molding because everything had to be authentic. And the drapery that my longtime septic in L.A., Betty Barbarian, she was doing the drapery design in L.A. And Michelle Ashley, our decorator in Atlanta, was shopping everything in Atlanta. And we were having to pick wallpaper, drapery, finishes, paint, molding, everything simultaneously. So as you said, the series is set in Maryland. And I read that this was emotionally challenging for you. Could you share more about what the most difficult aspect for you was in the process? Well, one thing when you're in production design, you're dealing with telling the story. And sometimes you step back from the story and you're just focusing on everything in front of you, this tremendous amount of work. But when it all started coming together and I saw it, uh, one day I just brought tears to my eyes because it was a terrible thing that we'd created. And Mm -hmm. we were trying to make it as authentic and believable as possible. And one of my first jobs as art director I got, it was Robert Altman. And he gave me my first chance to be an art director. And one of the things I learned from him was to make the sets as real as possible. Whether it ends up on film isn't as important as getting the actors in mood. And if a director and the writer and the actors arrive at this location that feels like a plantation, it's going to help their performances, whether they're enslaved or whether they're the owner of the plantation and all the people that come to visit. The more realistic it is, definitely, I think, helps the performances, hopefully. Oh, yeah, and the performances are outstanding in that series, I have to say. Um, Is there something that stands out to you that you're the most proud of what you created? One of the smaller sets, it was um, Olivia's Cabin, and I found a really great site uh, set in the woods, and so we built that interior, exterior. It was shot all as one, and it was kind of the most personal to me because I've always dreamed of building a cabin in the woods, and yeah, we actually got to do it. Oh, and the tobacco barn. The tobacco barn was really fun because that was based on actual historical uh, architectural drawings from the time. And then for my last question, is there something that you hope the viewers take away with them after they watch the series? Well, it's a really emotionally challenging series, and I think what the brilliance of what Octavia did is she put modern-day people in this historically terrible time, and you go back and forth and you realize how far we've come from that, and then mm-hmm. in some aspects, how far we haven't come. And I think that's one of the things that's really troubling. And emotionally, I think the audience has to grapple with that, um, dealing with the past and the present and the ghosts. Of, of what we've done, or who took part on which side. No, it's very well said. Um, well, thank you again so much, Jerry. I really enjoyed talking to you. And thank you. Is, and happy holidays to you and yours. Same to you, and take care. <laughs> All right, you too. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye.
All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks again to uh, Jerry Fleming for uh, that interview with Michelle. Really fascinating stuff. Be sure to check out uh, that uh, series Kindred on Hulu. I think it's a pretty good one, and a lot of people are going to enjoy that one. So uh, thank you for uh, joining us. Hope you come back next time for our next episode. Please take a moment to rate, review, and most importantly, subscribe to this podcast. I totally appreciate that. Be sure to visit us at DisneyPlusInformer.com for all the latest news, rumors, reviews, release schedules, and more. Uh, you can reach out to us at podcast at DisneyPlusInformer.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. That's at MoreDisneyPlus. Be sure to stop by and visit our Facebook page. Until next time, we'll see you later. Bye.